we're smiling. We might not be smiling for too much longer. Welcome back to the TNC podcast, everyone. It's live. This is your Norwich City therapy session for the evening. Uh, Norwich City uh, have all but confirmed their football in the championship next season after a damning defeat to Brentford at Carrow Road on Saturday 5th of March. Jack Reeve, Chris Reeve with you for the next hour or so to guide you through everything Norwich City. Um, Chris, I think this is going to be a bit of a fun ride this evening. It's not, is it? <laughs> it's not <laughs> going to be fun. Um, and I must start by by um, by by topping this 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 uh, live TNC podcast by saying, of course, none of this matters today. None of this matters because, of course, what's going on in Ukraine right now. And uh, we do have loads of subs out there. So just wanted to say, um, you know, sending all the, the peace and strength to the people in, in Ukraine and I hope and pray it all finishes soon um, and puts things into perspective. Um, yeah, but to the football, yes, Jack, it's um, it's a shambles, isn't it, really? Um, and we could go off in numerous directions tonight. There are so many fires to put out, both on the pitch and off the pitch, which I know a lot of supporters have started to um highlight now more than ever before um i think it's probably been coming for a long time but i think um the magnifying glass is certainly on the top brass again at norris city so i look forward to helping people with their therapy session this evening jack and uh hopefully we can be well-rounded right we don't want to be too negative but at the same time we're not going to be we're not going to sit here and pretend it's all it's all well and good because it's not. It's a shower of shine. So, um, yeah, brace yourselves, people. This is going to be a heavy one. <laughs> yeah, we'll get on to some of the, uh, the maybe the bigger issues later on in the show. Let's just start with dissecting the defeat to Brentford, first of all, though. It was 3-1. It could have quite easily been about 5-2. Um, Chris, I think let's let's start with that first half because Norwich City were very much in it. We started the better. There was a really good chance for Milo Rashica in the opening three minutes. Uh, I think Norwich City actually had seven shots on target during the game, which was probably some of the most uh, that we've, we've had during this season, which I guess on one hand shows we were up against a fairly poor side in Brentford, yet still got well beaten on the day. Yeah, I think that's the thing that's really pissed me off and I can't, I can't hide my... I'm not going to sit here and compliment Brentford. They're shit. And we lost to them comfortably. <laughs> we lost to them comfortably. And they are shit. Let's be honest. They are. They are. They are. They are. And I'm embarrassed. What does that make us? I, no, exactly. <laughs> exactly. No, and I'm, I'm being truthful here, right? That's, that is how embarrassed I am, right? And it's not, and I promise you, it's not, be, it's not me for once, perhaps, being disrespectful towards Brentford as a football club or a football club as a football club, Brentford hadn't won in their last nine games. Wow. You cannot lose to someone at home that's that's not won a game in nine. Um, and there was so much on the line, Jack. And I really honestly thought that we would go into that game with more fight and passion than ever before. And actually, there wasn't. There wasn't, and I know it's easy for, I know people might be listening to this saying, oh yeah, well, here we go, Chris is talking about passion again, but that's the truth. Can anyone honestly that's watching this now 
or listening or, or watching this back, honestly tell me that you looked at that team yesterday and you, you could look at every single one of those players on the pitch and went, yeah, you're fighting for this football club. You're fighting for survival. There was no cohesion and it was just, there was no spirit. There was no character. And people are talking about this whole thing with Brandon Williams on the deck with Christian Eriksen. I think it says it all. If he's fit enough to be on the pitch, he's fit enough to be on the pitch. Yeah. And I think that attitude <laughs> summed it up across the uh, across the pitch. There was, yeah. What, mate. you weren't a fan of, of Brandon Williams giving uh, Eriksen a little hug? No, look, it's a look. It's a nice moment, but my point is, is that didn't that just sum it up? Didn't yeah. that sum it up? Um, and I think, yeah, as I said already, mate, there's a million and one things. Um, I want to be clear that I'm not going to blame this defeat on VAR or poor refereeing decisions. Um, Thank was, goodness, because usually was, you do. I was quite surprised. Well, look, against the top clubs, I would do because it's completely corrupt towards the top. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> um, but uh, no, look, we we were a shower of shite against Brentford, 100%. We deserved to lose, 100%. Um, I think it's a very sobering moment for our football club. And I think now big questions need to be asked. And not just of the players, of Stuart Webber, of the board, of anyone that, that's involved in the football club right now. They seriously need to tell because what are we? What are we doing? What are we trying to achieve? Because... Yet again, it's just this limp, lame effort to, to, to stay in the Premier League. And I want this so much. And you know, Jack, that I was backing those boys, backing those players. I still, I still believed that those players had the talent. But the brutal truth is, Jack, and I'm sure you'll agree on this, we went into that Premier League season with not enough resource to survive, OK? We then signed play. We lost big two big players in Skip and Emmy, which I know, which I hate talking about because I think we should move on. But it is the truth. As much as I tried to brush it to the side, it is the truth. And then the recruitment was masked as the best window ever, and we jumped on that train. We well, Stuart Weber said he'd bought the tank, the bazookas, the grenades, everything. Having having not sent Daniel Farker to, you know, he he said he'd sent Farker to war without a gun the previous time. He said he'd got everything. He loaded him up with ammunition this time. I, yeah, and I and I and I think the truth around the recruitment is, I think fans, including us, were certainly myself, were blindsided by the fact that we smashed our record transfer fee, which for Norwich City, you know, it, it, sorry, transfer total investment in one window, we smashed it, fifty million quid. Phenomenal amount of money for Norwich to spend considering who we are and what we do and how we operate. But to splash it on players that aren't even playing, you know, I, I even look at Giannoulis and and mm. there's £15 million worth of player there that isn't even playing, right? And I know it's Captain Hindsight, I get that. But there's honestly the only player we signed in the summer that's worked, and I say worked I say worked just is Mila Rashica. That mm. he's not being played and he's not being consistent enough himself. And I'm really worried going now into what is inevitably going to be, I'm sorry to say it, a chance we had to beat Brentford. You cannot and they're shit. We should have beaten Brentford. And to to concede a hat trick to Ivan Pony is an embarrassment to our football club. It's an absolute embarrassment. It's unacceptable. It's unacceptable. 
Look, really uh, looking forward to answering all of your questions this evening. A big thank you to Robin Frost, who's got in touch all the way from Australia. Uh, it says a lot when our best midfielder is Lucas Roop. Chris Wilder would have been a better choice. Uh, Robin also pitched in uh, with uh, this. Gilmore, simply get rid of him. Uh, Gilmore and McLean are not very good together. I, I, I put the polite... Uh, thing on that chris it, it raises a really interesting point and i, I don't i think it's a, a path that's already been very well trodden the midfield is so oh, poor is I, so so poor i, I mean that would hardly function in the championship very well i think no 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 i i i disagree with that i think it would function in the championship well really I, yeah no i do jack it, as existing i think it would well would would but don't forget that half the midfield are going to be gone going going into the going into that championship um championship season i i i would love to know whether billy gilmore is on a we does the transfer fee decreases the more we play in no 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 no. I, this isn't a dig genuinely no but because you're you you stuck up for billy gilmore throughout this season but it, it feels as if you've maybe you've turned slightly in the last couple of weeks is, is that fair for me to say uh not not turn like again to reiterate as i do every time i really want to be clear like he's such a talented player he will play at the top for a top club, but he's not a player that will dig in in a relegation campaign and pull the strings. It's not going to work. We need fighters in the middle of the park. And, and seriously, I say this as a backhanded compliment to Billy. He 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 shouldn't be playing for Norwich. It was on paper, it looked amazing. But I think we were so used to seeing, you know, Oliver Skip come in for midfield and, you know, smash eight or nine out of tens every week. Um, whereas at the moment, you know, Billy, and to be fair, all those midfielders, and I'll say this as well, which will shock a lot of people, Norman as well, you know, they're they're putting six sevens out of ten now. Um and it's Ever not since he dyed his hair back. But I did read a I did read a, <laughs> I did read a few tweets on this. Um I've read lots of tweets actually over the last 24 hours trying to work out what everyone's thinking and saying, which is quite difficult in our position. And a lot of people are hammering Kenny McLean, right? And people will be eye-rolling already going, oh, here we go. Chris is going to stick up for Kenny. I'm not going to stick up for Kenny because he hasn't been good enough. And I know that he'll know that. But the matter of the fact is we didn't, all of our summer signings that were meant to help those those um, experienced players that we've got in our city football club were non-existent. Chopped and changed around by Daniel Farker, even completely alienated from the squad. So none of the summer signs work. And then in January, you're thinking, hello, here we go. We put a couple of, I think we got two wins. Was it two wins on the bounce we got in Jan? Yeah. Can't remember. yeah. At least the Everton was, was a win, wasn't it? We beat Everton. Everton and, and Watford. And that was the moment where I, I, I think the brutal truth, Jack, is, and I want your opinions, I think I learned a lot about Norwich City. All this talk about progressing as a football club, we learned a lot about Norwich City's genuine ambition to stay in the Premier League come the end of the January transfer window. Because to not sign reinforcements in January was criminal. It was absolutely criminal. It's painstakingly obvious that we're short. And we've tried to botch it. We've, and, and I feel bad for Dino. We've said to Dino, go on, Dino, here's a load of puzzle pieces that have been, as I say, alienated, injured, chopped and changed around, not enough game time, low on confidence. Go on, Dino, shaky, try and make something happen. For fuck's sake. It... <laughs> well, I think I think I think you're right. I, 
I go through feelings of being like, oh, actually, we've been quite lucky, uh, unlucky since Adam Eder got injured, just as we were finding a system that worked. We were starting to pick up points. Adam Eder gets ruled out for the season. I'm thinking, God, that's really unlucky. And then actually, I'm looking at this and going, you know, responsibility over blame here. We Good. knew that if if Puki or Eder got injured, we'd be left with one. We were playing a system that played two strikers. We were relying on going half a season without an injury. That's not ever going to happen. And then the worst happens. It eaters out for the rest of the season. Suddenly the system that was working has to be scrapped. And like you say, Chris, you're looking at that and going, even if it was a, a free transfer, just bring in a body that means we can play that system that was at least yeah. working to an extent. Yeah. And yeah. I, I do feel sorry for Dean Smith to a certain degree, but he would have looked at that squad and gone, okay, I can do something with that. And I must say, in recent weeks, I've looked at his team selections and gone, wow, like, you think that's going to work? And I guess it's because he hasn't got the players at his disposal, particularly in that midfield area where I'm looking at Gilmore and McLean yeah. and yeah. Um, Norman. I'm going, that's, that's far yeah. from balanced. It's never going to work. But then yeah. I'm like, well, we don't really have much on the bench. So it's a really tricky one. Watching it, he's watching it, and th and this is so, and, I, and I know that we'll come to this, and, and we're going to be going around in circles tonight, people. So strap yourselves in. But this is a point which I really want to bring up here. Um, Eddie, of course, friend of friend of the channel, absolute top man and legend himself. His evening lads walked out after seventy minutes. And by the way, that's probably quite good compared to a lot of people that walked out. Just don't see where we go. You can't scrap the whole team and start again. No creativity. It was Brentford, not Chelsea, Man City. We've spoken about that latter part of that, Eddie, already, right? When you go and lose, you know, how if we lose how we did to Man City, Liverpool, you know, one of the big boys, I would say, you know what, the, the gap's just too big. But to do, to, to literally just throw in the towel and wave the white flag like we did against Brentford, the amount of individual mistakes was, was shocking. But this is the bit I'm particularly worried about, Jack, and is happening right now. As we speak, Norwich City fans are becoming disconnected and completely out of the loop with their football club. They're not believing anymore. Why do they, you think that is? Because 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 when we're it's except we spoke about this before, Jack. It's acceptance and the fact that people are people are leaving. And I do you know what I would I would have normally if Eddie had come on normally and said that I would have slammed him, saying it was a disgrace that he left early. But you know what? I don't blame him. Mm. Don't blame him because we're not going to turn it around. We just put our heads down way too easily. Um, well, it, I mean, we forget, don't we? Brentford for two minutes had gone four 0 up, uh, and of course that goal was then disallowed. But it was like seventy minutes on the clock. There was no urgency, and you're looking and going. I was thinking, actually, what's the point of me staying here? It's freezing cold. We've hardly had a shot. There's no. Yeah. You know what the really interesting thing is as well, Chris, is when we spoke to Ben Gibson, like there was, there's obviously belief in that squad. And Tim Krul came out last night and said that he still thinks that they can win five games from now until the end of the season. I know they have to say that, but, you know, Tim's a, a genuine bloke. Ben Gibson's a genuine bloke. There is belief from somewhere within there. Do you have belief? No. So where do you think that's coming from then? Because they, I, I, I don't think they're lying. I genuinely think that they think they have enough to at least put a few wins together. But we, but Jack, we've we've listened, we've listened to this, we've been served up with this 
for, for so long. Mm. So, and by the way, and I'm not, by the way, I'm absolutely not just pinning this on the players, by the way. We've heard this from the football club. We've heard this from Daniel Farker. We've heard it from Dino. Like they have, they have to say this, right? If you're not, if you're, if you're an athlete playing the Premier League and you're not drunk on optimism and positivity, then quite frankly, you shouldn't be there, right? And do you know what? Fair play. I'll eat my words. I hope that they prove us all wrong and I hope we survive and it's the biggest success story of all time. But my belief is sapped. I That Brentford game, I'm, I'm, I'm going to argue with anyone all day long. It was the biggest must-win of must-wins. You cannot lose to Brentford in that manner. Lose to them. Don't lose to them like that. Because mm. all... The fans, the fans now, I'll be surprised if there's a, seriously, if there's a fan that believes we're going to stay up and that's watching this now live or watching it back, put, make yourselves known. Yeah, give I, us some I, reasons. I applaud you for that. And I want what you're eating for breakfast because this squad hasn't got the minerals to stay up or hasn't had the resource to stay up, which then leaves in, which then leads Jack into the, the, the accountability question. Where, who, I don't want to play the blame game. And I do think that it is a, I do think everyone at the club holds some responsibility for this. But I do think questions need to be asked now. I'm not going to sit here and, you know, kiss the club's ass and pretend it's all good because it's not. It's not. I cannot believe how poor the recruitment has been. And I know that I, I know that I was very positive about it coming in, but. That's because I got excited because I'm a fan, right? Yeah. We've we've obviously filmed a lot of podcasts in in recent weeks, and, and I think you've you've been relatively optimistic considering recent results, and 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 you've said that you still had belief, and and it seems as if that's now gone, Chris. What was it in that Brentford game in particular that that just made you say, "No, game over"? Um. Because I'm, I'm right in saying that you going into Saturday's game, you, 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 you there was still faith. Yeah, I was pumped up, mate. I thought, you know what? This is the game where the players are going to be talking to each other, saying, "Do you know what? Let's prove everyone wrong here, yeah. and even let's prove the fans wrong. Let's mm. show them. Let's stick two fingers up and say, do you know what? Yeah, we are good enough, and we're going to push Brentford aside at home because we should be pushing Brentford aside at home. But do you know what? The key point for me, maybe actually. And, and it's not just the way that we defended, the way that we, in my opinion, didn't fight, really fight. Like, no, I'd agree I'm, with you on this one. I'm yeah. talking elbows, yellow cards. Fucking come on, lads. Come on. Yeah. Show the fans that you really, really want this. And I'm not talking about when the game's done. When we had that goal at the end and we had two minutes of two minutes of fight just so they didn't get as many boos off the pitch. Here's the point which I want to raise. Of course, my old man's in the comment section. And he says... When did you last stand up when a Norwich player got the ball? Do you remember that feeling? And Great point, Pete. Huckabee tweeted after the game, and I always think to myself, you know, you know, am I being a fan that's completely deluded here? Am I, you know, let's, let's listen to someone that really understands the game. Darren Huckabee, still annoyed that they had a centre-back playing out of position at right-back who couldn't run, was booked after 20 minutes, but for some reason we didn't run at him once. And this is the thing, Jack. We've we've recruited these wingers. One of them is God knows where. <laughs> Genuinely, God knows where right now. Are we referring to Jollis? Yeah. And then Mila Rashica, we're not even feeding him the ball where he wants it. Like Mila Rashica is picking up the ball on the edge of our box 
and trying to run like 40, 50 yards with it. It's bonkers. It's crazy. And that's for me where I, when we couldn't hurt Brentford, that's when I went, nah, we're not getting it. Not happening. There's a, look, I, I really want to answer the majority of the questions this evening because there's so much to get through. Multiple people have asked, so I'm not going to pull up one in isolation, but thank you to everyone for, for getting involved. The name Stuart Webber keeps getting raised. Yeah, uh, yeah. He's gone relatively quiet in the media in, in recent months. Um, so we don't quite know what's going on there, whether he's staying, whether he's going. One thing we do know is going. the recruit Going? Where's he going to go? Well, I don't know. Up a mountain? What I will say is the recruitment hasn't been particularly positive. Yes, you are. <laughs> that comment is just threw, threw me off, actually. Um, yeah, um, yes, yes, yes. We know it. We've said it. Everyone's saying in the comments section. This is the thing that is bonkers about the January window, Jack. Because a lot of people are saying they want Weber out. And I is that a fair assessment? I I I can really understand why people feel that way because I I would as much as this might anger people, but first time in the Premier League under Stewart, I I think for me I agree with his with his psychology around. Look, we we've got here early. We've got literally nothing. I think we spent like three hundred grand, didn't we, on Sam Byron? Byron for England. Remember that? He was tonight? good yesterday, by the way. Yeah, he was, by the way. Anyway, um, I can kind of excuse one season, but to make the same mistakes twice, I, I can't, I can't defend it, right? But I, but then equally, I don't know where we are. I don't know where we are as a football club in terms of what is our genuine ambition, because. On paper, and this will annoy people, but this is clearly how the board are thinking. On paper, happy days. We're making our money. We're not in debt. We go up and down and we sell. We'll, 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 we'll recruit someone from the youth. And to be fair to Stuart, he's very, very good at, at supporting with that. We'll sell an asset and then we'll start the process again. So I don't think the board are going to... I know the board want the best. But isn't that a sensible approach to business? As a, to, is it, that's not necessarily Norwich City's fault. That's the way that football's well, gone, right? Well, We're operating yeah. within our, in our means. That's the argument here. But, and this is where this is where I want, I want some help from the comment section, because I've had to really look at myself in the mirror recently, and I've gone, do you know what, Chris? I think you've been, I think you've been wrong for two seasons, three seasons. I think you've taken it. I think you've taken it way too easy. And I think the reality is that there is, it's all very well and good coming on camera saying we've got the ambition to progress as a football club. We're doing things the right way, yada, yada, yada. But it's, it's not, it's not followed up. Facts don't care about feelings. And this is a very good point from Lee on Facebook, isn't it, Jack? Yeah, Lee says, so what do we support? A business or a football club? Lee, I completely agree. What I'm saying is, is Norwich are an anomaly in a fact that, they operate within their means. And I'm not saying that's right or wrong. That's the way they go about things. But particularly in the Premier League, that's not rewarded. Um, and the whole debate about ownership, which we will get onto shortly, will be raised. Now, we've been sent a message from a, a very well-respected uh, journalist. I hope he doesn't 
mind that I read his name, Nick Mashter. Um, he said, there's a lack of humility at the football club. While I don't expect the hierarchy to come out and talk, there needs to be a huge concession at the end of the season at how wrong they've got it. Do, do you think they'll own up to their clear mistakes, Chris? Uh, um, yeah, I do. Actually, I think that they're, I think this is going to get, this is now going to inevitably get toxic, much more toxic than what we saw um, at the final whistle against Brentford. It is going to get toxic. Um, so it is going to get worse and therefore they will have to come out and say something. They're not going to. I'll be surprised if they do right now, but they will have to come the end of the season. However, this is the difference. This time, Jack, I don't think the fans are going to accept what's said regardless of what's said. I don't think they're going to take it. I think you could do this amazing, wonderful PowerPoint and, you know, you can blame COVID, you could blame the war, you could blame all sorts of things. But facts don't care about feelings. We've failed in the Premier League yet, yet again, but we spent £50 million. And worst of all, half of that hasn't even played football. It's... Yeah, it's... it's... <laughs> Good point from Craig. Uh, the recruitment in the Championship was supposed to be players who could uh, make the step up to the Premier League in the longer term. None have, nor will. Mm. Um, it's, it's a good point from Craig and it also raises the fact you know I, I think the reason why we maybe haven't been particularly critical around Josh Sargent Christos Jollis the likes are because they're young and they may step up well that's not proven if we're going off track history here often a lot of these young players who come in under Stuart Webber haven't kicked on you know it's been a, well, a, a, yeah. a particularly small sample size that, that probably have and, it, and and do you know what, Jack? Yeah, they 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 probably will in the championship. If we keep them, they probably will. Um I I do I do think I know a lot of people are saying that we, we won't bounce back straight away, and that's always said. I do think there is now you know what I've been saying, Jack, this season about how the gap between the people fighting at the bottom and even mid-table is so big. It's so big. Well, in the championship, it's it's actually it's big as well in between those playoffs and 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 the rest of the pack I'll I'll say but the but the sad thing is is I don't I don't I'm numb to it we've seen it before we signed Lucas Roop in the Premier League under Daniel Farker he was absolutely turgid he played a few good passes in the championship and set up one goal and next thing you know he's the best thing since sliced bread and now everyone thinks he's our best midfielder because he's scored one goal in a cup game that we lost like is that really is that really where our standards have set? I, I can't just accept all oh, these players will be good in the championship. Well, yeah, they might be, but we need players to play well in the Premier League. If not, we just go round and round and round. Oliver Hill, uh, of course, uh, a good sponsor of ours. Links to Oliver's website are in the description. Uh, I feel we spent quite well in terms of amounts, but four and a half million for PLM, nine million for Sergeant and Jollis, et cetera, et cetera. Who the hell pays that for those kind of players? Well, Chris, we were uh, we were told by a good friend and source of ours that Norwich City were warned, don't go near Josh Sargent, not for that kind of money. And they went through with it and deemed it a risk. They will probably be looking back at that amount of money and gone, hmm, that could have maybe been spent better elsewhere. I hope they are. <laughs> I hope they are. If not, I'm, I'm seriously worried. Um and look, you know, I want to make I want to make this clear. Like we like like I hope we are doing right. I really want to be clear that we 
I really don't want to scapegoat players. It's why I really struggled to scapegoat, why I struggled to criticise Billy Gilmore, for example, because I know he's been poor, but he is surrounded by shy and he's playing for the wrong team, right? And it's, again, it's the, I really want, I want to respond to Matthew Whitmore here, who's WG's sergeant is the scapegoat. He's better than Dowell, Dollis, Cantwell, etc. in his time. Yes, Matthew, agreed. He needs time, but quite frankly, they all need time. And if we want to stay in the Premier League, we don't have the time. And I cannot accept any more. If we have genuine ambitions to stay in the Premier League, give them time. We've had that. We've we've been given that line. So I, I don't. I don't even feel as if we're particularly scapegoating. I think we've criticised everyone to a a fair level. And I would argue they've had the time. We're, we're, we're three quarters of a way into the season. Is that not time? Mm. Most players take five, yeah. 10, 15 games. We're... Josh has had a lot of games, right? But I've but, played every week. But also, Josh has been the victim of um, the chopping and changing <laughs> of, of the system early on in the season, um, the victim of a, of a side long confidence. But they all have, to be fair. Um, What's Phoebe saying, Jack? Phoebe, uh, January was the perfect time to gamble and bring in reinforcements to help the squad and kick on from those positive results. Chance missed. Chris, you only have to look at the Premier League table. Burnley getting battered yesterday. Brentford before yesterday getting pulled into it. Leeds United really struggling, just sacked their manager and Bielsa. Watford can't pick up a win. This really felt like the season where there was possibly three worst teams that we could have kicked on. And yet again, we're going to fall short. The, it, the the story was there. This is the thing that I cannot believe we didn't turn up to that Brentford game. Because if you beat, and I know it's an if, and I know it's ifs, buts and maybes, and people might be screaming at, at their devices now watching this. But the truth is, is that if we had beaten Brentford, I genuinely think we would have gone to Leeds and we would have given them a really good game. And now I think Leeds will get their first win. Well, as well as us, Picking up points, you you further drag Brentford in. They lose yesterday, and I know. that's another team we're we're in the mix with. And they've got so many injury problems. Don't even don't. I I've got, I've got to stop talking about Brentford because if not, I'll slam my laptop lid down and I'll have to shut. And I'll have to stop. I have to stop recording, mate, because I'm I I'm so angry that we lost to Brentford in that manner. I'm so angry. Look, a positive is Lakens. Uh, they sponsor the TNT podcast. Uh, you can get 20% off. The link's in the top line of the description. Uh, and we'll also be running lots of competitions on our social accounts as well. Yes, big up to Lakens. Um, genuine positive, though, Jonathan Rowe. Do you think? Yes, and, I, and, and I'm fed up with this from you. You said this in the stands yesterday, and I'm fed up with this from you. You know what? Look, I, I like I like Jonathan Rowe. I think he put in a maybe a six out of ten performance when he came on, and because of the standard in which we're playing at, that looks really good. We shouldn't be relying on Jonathan Rowe. And no, I know we shouldn't, but it's a positive, Jack, and we need to cling on to any positives that we can get. I don't. I don't think it's a positive. I think it's a yeah, okay, like well done. You've you've turned up. And I guess that does look positive compared to the other ten players I around think, him. I think I, I I was very impressed with Jonathan Rowe when he came on. I thought he looked. Yeah, like... but that's what all of the players should. This isn't something to get excited about. This is the, this should be the bare minimum. Yes, I agree. No, I do agree. That's like that's like saying me and you turn up to work. You turn up on time at nine o'clock, and you start getting applauded because I turn up at ten past. Jack, that's, Jack. A, that's a ridiculous oh, yeah. way. Of no, 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 Jack. He did. He did look. He did look good when he, he put in one cross. 
Is this and the levels we're at? Look, it was an assist for a goal as a youngster. Mate, it's a positive. Look, I need some positives in my life right now. Give me. You're not John- having that as a positive. I'm not giving you that. So what's your positive then? I've, I haven't got one. L- Lakin's tastes nice. <laughs> <laughs> the pie, I got a half-time pie yesterday. It was delicious. It was going so well. That was my positive. And then I dropped the load of gravy down my coat. Right. Next discussion. Timu Puki. Another goal. I know. Look, Look, Timu Puki um, is ageing and the way in which he has done so well for Norwich City in recent seasons is playing on the shoulder and having balls played in behind him. Now, that system has changed. We're not playing them balls before, which is an instant disadvantage. Timu has had chances that he's missed this season. He hasn't had many chances. I think Timu's actually been fairly good throughout the season. My worry comes that we're playing a striker in Timu Puki, our only striker, may I add, who's fit at the moment in a system not suited to him. That's a worry. And I'm looking at Dean Smith and Craig Shakespeare here um, for that. Puki looked good when he was alongside Adam Eder. What else can you do? But but actually, no, no. Do you know what? I'm going to completely go against you there. Don't don't you dare blame Dino and Shaky for playing Timu. He's got nothing else. No, 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 no. I'm not blaming blaming them for playing Timu. I'm blaming them for the system. Because the system doesn't suit our only striker. We need Scott Dak team. saying Timmy Puki is the most isolated striker in the league. I would agree with you. He had one chance yesterday. Maybe two. I agree. No, I agree. And what and the, the point I I wanted to bring up around Timu is not to not to criticise Timu, but the fact that our 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 main striker has only got is it what seven goals in the Premier League. He's as 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 was said there, so isolated, not playing him in, not getting enough shots on goal and. Uh, look, Timu is the least of our worries, but it's such a frustration for me because I think that Timu is one of maybe four tops Premier League quality players, and we're not playing to to his advantage, which is which is so oh, it's baffling. Brilliant. It's absolutely baffling. Yeah, um, it is, mate. It you, you, you look you, the the thing that really got me yesterday, and like I, we've lost so many Premier League games, and I've walked away from a lot of. Premier League losses, you know, having enjoyed the game and thought, okay, we put up a fight there. These constant, long, hopeful, useless balls forward into a six-foot strike who's not going to win headers. And even if he does win the header, there's no one to run onto them. I am banging my head against the wall. What are we... I'll tell you what we're doing. I'll tell you why we're doing it. It's because Grant Hanley and Ben Gibson get the ball and they're not good enough to play a really shredded through ball. And I don't think that's being critical. I don't think they're the best defenders with the ball at their feet. And their other option is knock it into Kenny McLean, who's going to be even worse with his feet. So their only option is to lump it forwards into a striker who's not going to win a header. What a depressing way to go about Premier League football. Shambolic. The main man, Visa, has arrived. He says, and that says a lot, because we can be shite. <laughs> Visa, good to see oh, you. But that's the difference. That's the difference, though, isn't it? Burnley, I know that they've had shit tons of money ploughed into them from from selling their main struggle to Newcastle, but they've put a run together and we had an opportunity on a silver platter. Like, this Norwich City team, they couldn't have asked for anything better. Here is Brentford at Carrow Road. And it's not just Brentford. They've got an injury crisis. Oh, no, it's not just an injury crisis. They've got a confidence crisis. Here you go. Feast yourselves, boys. Brentford at home. And we bottled it. 
We bottled it, Jack. And I cannot believe that we did it in the way that we did. I cannot believe it. Delia Smith. She's got a new book out and she's been doing the media rounds. I love listening to Delia Smith. I love Delia Smith. I think I probably get criticised for my love of Delia Smith on many occasions. But the question will keep coming up and I have to listen to it now, Chris. And, and some respected figures have come out and said Norwich City won't survive in the Premier League as long as Norwich City have this ownership model. And I kind of have to agree. I can't see it working. The funds aren't there. Well, I hope the cookbook does well. She's going to need to sell a few. It's not a cookbook, actually. Oh, it's not? No, it's, not no, it's, it's, a, it, it's actually, it's a book about the meaning of life. Oh, wow. Yeah, really? it's, it's, yeah I'm going to get it, actually. It sounds quite good. Egg. Yeah, well, let's pump yeah. sales up on that. Fingers crossed it's a big hit because we need, yeah. to, sign a, we need, to, sign <laughs> we need to sign a striker in the, in the summer. Maybe um, if we are all buy a book, we could we could afford a striker in the summer. I, I want to I want to address this for the people that are watching this live and the people that will watch back. There is this weird, it, and I know this is getting this is like personal to us now, but it really pisses me off. People think that we're in bed with the football club and Delia and blah blah blah. Like we ca we cannot be clearer. We really respect and admire and love and adore what Delia and Michael have done with our football club. They are the best custodians of this football club you could ask for. Uh, in my opinion, they are the best, right? But they have no money, absolutely no money. And so to be clear, just like I was last time we got relegated from the Premier League, we need investment to progress as a football club. We need investment to survive. I think it's got to that now, Jack. We need investment to survive. You can't go to the Premier League with with our current ownership and genuinely do it because Stewart's had 50 million quid and literally just <laughs> gone like that and and when you've got Dieter and Michael in charge I'm not sure he'll ever be granted that sort of funds ever again and like I love and admire what she's done and Michael Wynne Jones by the way who who doesn't get enough plaudits right but um as and I know that the comment the comments are getting angry now and I agree and I understand why but they, they, I think what's the thing that frustrates me, Jack, about the, the current situation around the board, they've not made it clear, in my opinion, that they are looking for external investment. And in actual fact, in the last AGM, I believe it was, it was more or less said in, 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 in grey terms that they weren't looking for investment. And that as a fan is what, really turns you off because you're like well actually what's the point then because it's quite evident you're quite happy to just sit here cash in season after season kind of get get lucky every two or three seasons when when you know you have a bit of stroke of genius you know you manage to bring in a Daniel Farker or you manage to bring in a, an Emmy Buendia but it's just it, it, so I, I just wanted to really be clear on that I love and respect what what they have done but we need investment to survive. And I think people quite quite often criticize us for not, you know, slamming Delia. I don't think I don't think Delia and Michael and Jones need slamming. I don't think they need abuse. But I do definitely think they should make it clear to supporters that they want to get more investment to progress the football club. Because if not, it's clear that they don't. Yeah. I think it's more of like a, a passive listening than an active, isn't it? They're not taking the club to market and going, look, we're up for sale. They're going, look, if anyone wants to buy us, come in with an offer. And if we like you, we'll sell. And that's 
probably not going to happen with with a club like Norwich City. You probably need to actively take to market um, and see what happens. I, and I guess there'll be a, a, a vast amount of people watching tonight as well, Chris, that say, I don't want Delia to sell. I'm happy with how things are. We have a good season every other season. Do I don't want... Majority. Do you think? Do you really think it's a vast? Not, no, I'm not saying it's a vast majority. I'm saying I think there'll be a, a considerable amount of people who genuinely believe that. Okay. And like, and like, oh, what, what does it? What does it take to survive in the Premier League nowadays? Leeds have spent 150 million quid, and they're still in a relegation. And they're going to get relegated. And they're going to get relegated. <laughs> they could so, get like, it, it, could, it could quite easily. We we sell the club. We bring in a billionaire owner, who pumps in 200 million quid, and it still doesn't work. I know. It's not guaranteed, but, is it? I know, but there have been massive success stories when selling football clubs. No, no, I know. You know. So I, there's a there's a there's an offer from a billionaire tomorrow. Do you want Delia to sell? Yes I or no? Think, I, I, yes. If, if the if the owner's right. Yes, of course. If the owner's right, yes, of course. Because I want Norwich to be competing in the Premier League against the best clubs in the world. I want us to be as high as possible, right? And I think, and I did, but, but but that, but that's my personal opinion, right? And it's not necessarily right or wrong. It's just my personal opinion. I think, you know, I think people are very up and down on this, really. Chaz Tats, uh, Weber needs to show his face immediately and give a press conference. We need to know what's honestly going through his head. I, I've heard a lot of people say say this, Chris. We they should be hit. We should be hearing from Stuart Weber about know, about what the next steps going forward, about maybe what what's gone wrong. Why? But what does it do? Honestly, if if Stuart if Stuart came out tomorrow and released a, a video on the North City channels saying, "Here we go again. I'm really sorry. I've got it wrong. Um, we we splashed the cash on players that we thought we were good, but they weren't good enough. Um, and we'll try better next time. Like what? I don't. I actually now don't understand. What I don't think that that fans fans are craving that. But actually, I'm now thinking. Well, we've had that before, but but what? It doesn't mean anything anymore. Do you know? Do, maybe, yeah, well, it doesn't change anything, does it? Maybe this. Maybe this. Yeah, it doesn't. It certainly doesn't change anything right now. This is just how I feel. Like I'm so downbeat with the football club at the moment because of so many things, like the atmosphere. You know, the the genuine in, the 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 lack of January business. It was just like saying we're just going to try and botch this and hope for the best. I feel for Dino. It's so many things. I, th- I think the, th- the thing for me against Brentford is like, even if we would have scraped the win in that game, right? 1-0, lucky goal, move on. I really couldn't see us picking up another four or five wins from now until the end of the season. I just look at that squad and think, there's really not that much quality. I think you said earlier, Chris, maybe four Premier League players in that side. I don't know. I think that might be a push. I think there might. I think. I think Pukie's just about. Max Aaron's on his day probably is. <sighs> Matthias Norman on his day, although he's been poor in the last month. Like I'm looking at that and going, God, it's so average. It's not bad. It's just really painfully average. I'm looking at that and feeling, my God. I was watching. A, I was watching a few championship games on Quest last night. I'm. I'm, I'm I'm looking at Johnny Halverson running the middle mid, midfield oh, for mid, okay. Middlesbrough. I mean, that bloke is the first name on our team sheet if he still plays for us. Yeah, it's absolutely that. remarkable. Yeah. Declan Cotter. Um, inflation in football has made us poor by League One standards. It was fine 30 years ago when she took over, but now the 22 million she's worth is nothing for the Premier League. Yes, yeah, spot on. I mean, Dealey is the, 
the poorest uh, Premier League owner by by some stretch. Um, it's, re- it's remarkable we're even in the Premier League. I think based on her, her wealth. But to be clear, yeah, that comment is fine, and there's lots of those comments go- going around. But it's not that. It's not annoying that she's not got any money. It's annoying that it's annoying that they've not made it clear that they're actually looking for investment to try to progress the football club. That's the thing. As a, I, I hear lots about you know our our supposed culture and who we are as a football club now. We're transparent with fans. Well, come on, we need some fucking transparency right now. We need it right now because if not, you are going to be in a position where fans are not going to renew their season tickets, which, by the way, have been increased. Have a bit of that with your with your toast tomorrow morning, by the way. Yeah, here you go. Soccer ball. You go and you go and get beat by Brentford. By the way, your season ticket's gone up, and I know it's not by much, but it is for some people. And how dare they? And how dare they increase it? And I'm not buying this COVID nonsense. You go and splash fifty million quid on a load of shite, and then you're forcing fans to play more on season tickets when you're getting relegated again. And it's already in, I think, the top ten most expensive season tickets in England. What? Are you all right? Like th- that? That doesn't make sense to me. That worries me. It really worries me. And and it, and it, and actually, this is a point I want to bring up. A lot of people are are talking about this season from the minute the first ball was kicked. I think it started way before that. BK8 Gate, Ben Kensel's departure. There's lots of untold stories on that, which I'm sure will come out on the wash sooner rather than later. Because lo and behold, what's happened since then? <laughs> so much has gone wrong off the pitch. It. Well, there's a there's a lot of people behind the scenes that haven't been replaced, isn't there? Which is a, is a worry in itself. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> David, uh, how about Hugh Jackman as an investor? Maybe worth a look. Also, John Rowe will be a decent baller next year on the ball. I think, I think I think we like to think that Hugh that Hugh is a big a big Norwich boy, but I don't <laughs> I don't think like I think we kind of cling on like we we like to think he's a fan, but I don't think he's that much he, fan. He's a, he's as much of a Norwich fan as Ed Sheeran is an Ipswich fan, I think. Yeah, he he's been asked about it in interviews, and he's gone. Yeah, I love the Canaries. Yeah, my my mom used to. You know, it's just, it doesn't. Yeah, he's not. Really <laughs> But Jonathan Rowe, let's have a go. Yeah, no, I like Jonathan Rowe. Look, I like Jonathan Rowe. I think there's something about him and I think he will be impressive next season. I just, I, I don't like the fact that we're making him out as this next wonder kid because he's put in a half-decent cross. Do you know what, though? Do you know what, as well. Do you know what, though? Sorry to interrupt you there, Jack. Lessons learned, right? And I want the, I want the Norris City community to hold me accountable to this. I am never, ever, ever 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 going to get excited about a signing ever again <laughs> that will that will last until the summer no mate no i want people to hold me accountable <coughs> i've been mugged off this season big time who are you most excited about billy gilmore <laughs> and then pla malou plm was my player of the season yeah yeah joshy Sargent. he was bloody captain america he was the <laughs> finest american export i honestly but this is I'm not going to be the only one feeling this, Jack. And you're probably feeling it too. I know you want to try. Well, you and get that. excited about signings, of course. Uh, but, 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 but can we anymore? Are we? Are, are the Norwich fans going to get excited about new signings next summer when we know it's just this churn yet again? I don't think you can. Chelsea. Thursday <laughs> night. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll say one thing. The attendance is going to take a big hit. 
Yeah, I mean, Thursday night is just a what a dross time to have football. It's going to feel like a pre-season game. Mm. Yeah, the atmosphere is going to be awful. It's is, all it po- is it a positive that Billy Gilmore can't play? Yes. And it's not because, because quite simply, we, we, I think we perform better without him in the side. Mm. I think we're more solid. I think we're more compact. I think less problems occur. Um, yeah. I mean, look at look at the results. Look at when he's played. Look at when he's not played. I liked how we set up for Liverpool away in the cup. Actually, do people agree with that in comments and uh, watching back? I well, really... I mean, they're, they're, I couldn't believe I, there were questions, you know, echoing around Carrod yesterday. Where's Lucas Root? Where's Lucas Root? Which says a lot, by the way. And where where was he? Is he in, is he? In, I, I didn't get to the bottom of that. Is he? Yeah, in? yeah he took a knock in the Liverpool game. Right. Okay. Uh, I'm a season ticket holder and not going on Thursday, says Alf's Gaming Army. Has it really got that bad? Yeah, it has. Really? I've had so many season ticket holders. Really? Yeah, so oh, many wow. DMs saying, Chris, I'm a proper Norwich fan and I've had enough. I'm not coming. Like, but they won't. I don't. And, and do you know what? I can't fight against them. I can't argue against them. I can't, I can't try and lure them into it because what, what have I got to sell people to turn up on Thursday? Nothing. Well, you just go, you, you, there's, there's always something, however bad it gets, in the back of your mind going, what if? And what if? to be fair, we always do beat one big team. <laughs> yeah. We haven't beaten our big team yet. Yeah. Maybe it's European. And God, I'll tell you what, do you know what is going to really ruffle me right up on Thursday night? These Chelsea fans singing Roman Abramovich. That is going to really ruffle me right up. Well, there might be some of that and there might be some Billy Gilmore chants as well. Yeah, from the Norwich fans. Well, both ways. Yeah, exactly. Jameson, uh, shock win against Chelsea and we beat Leeds. Who knows? <sighs> Jameson, um, it's nice to see that you've taken advantage of the Lakens deal. <laughs> um, if anyone else wants to think like Jameson, you can. 20% off Lakens using using the, uh, the the link in the description. That That is a thing, isn't it, Jack, still? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, lots of people saying they're not going on Thursday. Ben Knight, season's a colder here, and I'm not going Thursday. At least at home, I can switch the radio off and go to bed. Hang on, hang on. Quick pause. Profile picture of the night. <laughs> Dog of the week. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Ben, Ben, you are the highlight of my evening. That's <laughs> really wonderful from you, Ben. What a profile picture. Dog of the week. Uh, where do we go? We, we've discussed the ownership. We've discussed the recruitment. We've discussed Saturday. It feels as if we're just saying the same things over and over. And that's the most frustrating thing. We know the issues. What have you seen? I've just sorry, I've just seen this comment from um, David from Microsoft. My grandfather, Neville Parrish, was an unofficial mascot for the club starting in the 40s. He must be rolling in his grave. Fucking hell. Blimey, O'Reilly. Well, thank you so much for the super chat, David, from Microsoft. I really appreciate that. Um yeah, no, sorry, Jack. I, 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 I think we've, we've probably recorded, what, 30 podcasts this season. And it feels as if we've said, barring the Watford game where we were just drunk on Sargent, um, we've basically said the same things every week. We know, where, we know where we're weak. We know what we need to do. Copy and paste just performances. so frustrating, isn't it? Copy and paste performances. It is. But I think... Um, I think Dino's been dealt with a very, very disjointed hand. I do feel I will. But I he will... knew what he was. Walk- I don't. I don't really buy that. He knew what he was walking into. 
Oh, yeah, exactly. A, a brilliant football club. He walked into a brilliant football club. And actually, what he's realised is that these players are well below what he thought they were, which right. is which is his problem, right? I, I hope we can keep him for the championship because uh, I think I think Dino and Shaky in the championship will definitely put us there or thereabouts next season. I, I was finally, I, I just wanted to float this idea. I was seeing on a few things on Twitter earlier. Uh, big thank you to Joshua for the pound super chat. Very kind of you, my man. Um, Daniel Farker now without a job. Um, uh, a few people saying they go. wouldn't they wouldn't be against taking him back, and I just wanted to float that in in here tonight. I can't do this. Don't do that to me now, Jack. I thought I was going to have a whole podcast without talking about him. Oh, God. I, I, I thought I'd float it. Okay, my question back to you. Do you want your football club to progress? <laughs> yes. Right, well, then you don't want Daniel Farker back <laughs> in your football club. Okay. This is simple as hell. Really? Really? Well, I've got to ask the question, Chris. People have forgotten about how shit we were under Daniel Farker in both of our Premier League season campaigns. Again, to reiterate, like I always have to, because I'll get abuse for it. Daniel Farker, love the man, respect what he did for our football club. So much admiration for him. Will always be one of my favourite Norwich managers of all time. But facts don't care about feelings. He was turgid in the Premier League. He didn't know how to set his stool out. He didn't know how to defend the lead. He didn't, quite frankly, did he even know how to get goals in the Premier League? Like, seriously, if people want Daniel Farker back, I can't help you. I can't help you. I can't. I think we'll end there. Thursday night, Chelsea. Um, Thanks so much for tuning in. Head over to our Twitter at Tortnery City. We're running a load of competitions um, in the the next few weeks. So well worth tuning in. Lakin's 20% off. The link's in the description if you want to get hold of that. A big thank you to everyone for watching this evening. Yeah, well, any okay. any any last notes, Chris? Yes. If you have watched to this point, I want you to take a picture or screenshot of your screen, tweet it to us at Talk Norwich City. I'll retweet all of them as a thanks for thanks for your support. Uh with the hashtag. What's the what's the hashtag, Jack? We need something positive, I feel. Mm. Hashtag. Johnny Rowe, let's have a go. Johnny Rowe, let's hashtag Johnny Rowe. Hashtag Hashtag Johnny Rowe, let's have a go. Okay, if you've watched to this point, because I applaud you if you've watched us muttering on about Norwich to this point, um, then hashtag Johnny Rowe, let's have a go. Good. Uh, Thanks for very much watching, everyone, and uh, we'll see you all again very soon. Yes. Bye. Bye, everyone.